Well, hello there. Welcome to The Spark Effect. My name is Wendy Durrell, and I am a lifestyle and health director, a yoga teacher, and stepmom. I believe we should all live the healthiest, happiest life possible while still enjoying it. And I know how hard that can be on your own. Sometimes it just takes a spark to change a life. So if you're looking for help, inspiration, or support in areas like confidence, diet, fitness, career, relationships, and the general day-to-day, make yourself cozy. I'm here for you, I believe in you, and we're all capable of so much. I want you to live the best version of your life possible. I know this is going to be good, so let's hit it. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. I am like a kid at a theme park today. I sat down at my desk. I set up my microphone and all of my recording equipment, and I got like goosebumps because I had a podcast over 10 years ago, and it was such a joy in my life to do. I loved the whole process. I loved recording. I loved interviewing people. I loved creating content for, for people each week. And it was just, it was such a, a love of my life that I, I didn't realize I missed until someone said, when maybe you should do a podcast. And I, I kind of hesitated because I didn't know that people still listen to them, but apparently, yes, you all still listen to podcasts and I find myself listening to them again. So welcome. I'm, I'm thrilled you're here. If I'm honest, we're probably going to have some technical difficulties the first few episodes. I've already noticed one is I don't have a pop filter on this mic, and so some of my peas have come out a little, like, jarringly. You'll also probably hear my dogs every now and then running around the apartment and general New York City noise because I do live here and I am in my home office next to a window recording. But we're here. We're here for episode one, Why Your Diet Sucks. As a health and fitness professional, I talk to women and men every single day. And one of the biggest things I hear over and over and over again is I did this thing and afterwards I gained all the weight back and generally gained even more than they had started. And I can definitely relate to that. I spent just years yo-yoing as far as my weight goes. Some of you know my story, um, but... For those of you that don't, when I first moved to New York City, I put on a lot of weight very rapidly, way faster than normal, went through tons of medical testing, and it turned out I had thyroid disease and a small tumor in my head that caused a ton of endocrine problems. But food was also a problem. I wasn't eating as healthy as I had been in California. And over the years, I mean, since since the time I could care about my weight, which was probably like six years old because our society is fucking crazy, I was doing these these diets. Like that word diet was in my life from, from a very young age on. When I was little, I remember just... Uh, breakfast was cantaloupe and toast every day, cantaloupe and toast. And I remember thinking, I can't wait until the day I can have, you know, trick cereal or whatever cereal it was in my head, like all the other kids. I'm going to come back to that later because that, that mindset right there, that thought is so important. When can I go back to this thing? And that is what happens with us. You know, I've done I did the cigarettes and Diet Coke diet. I've done South Beach. I was vegan for a long time. I've done, you all, most of you know, I was keto. I I did this one diet on the Upper East Side. They would send me this this, um, styrofoam container every week of this prepackaged food. 
and it tasted like cardboard. <laughs> and yes, of course I lost weight, mostly because I threw a lot of it away, but I gained all of it back and then some. I, I did Weight Watchers. I've just done countless of them and I'm not here to judge whatever uh, lifestyle or nutrition that you have yourself because if it's working for you, that is, that is awesome. I'm here because I have seen thousands of people try certain diets and then gain all of the weight back and it became my mission to find something that was sustainable long term. That was a lifestyle change and not just a thing you do for a month or two or six or seven. I mean, I was keto for a year before I saw the bounce back off of that. But just like everything else that I had tried, I eventually saw the weight coming back and it crept on, but it did come back and I gained more than I had lost. So I started really looking at nutrition. My focus when I first started my career was definitely fitness, but it has shifted to nutrition because I think that is the key to all of it at this point. I believe that nutrition has played the biggest role in my health problems. I think that a lot of them were caused by how I chose to eat when I was younger. And I think that being really overweight shortens my lifespan and contributes to problems as I get older. And I know that it does the same for other people. So it's so important to me to take care of my own body and also set the example for my, my stepkids and for everyone around me, because I want you around for a long time. I want you, and I want you to be healthy and happy and feel awesome. When I, when I first started making notes about this episode, I was like, how do I, how do I talk about this without like offending a lot of people? And then I realized I'm going to offend some people because I am going to say things like we are not built to carry a lot of extra weight on our body. There are, there are of course exceptions and caveats to that, but in general, being severely overweight is not a healthy way to live your life. But if you know my heart and you know, like the people I surround myself with, you know, I, I just, I don't equate weight with worth. And that's something that became like so pivotal in my own journey and my own weight loss. It was like, wow, it's totally okay for me to want to lose weight. It's totally allowed for me to like look at my body and be like, yeah, I want to improve some things here. I want to tighten this up. I want this muscle to be stronger. I want this part of my, my body to be leaner. And, and you can't like spot reduce, but you can target muscle groups. And you can say, I want to do this not because I'm any less than, but because I love myself, because I love my body, because I'm awesome. It doesn't have to come from a place of shame or feeling any less worth than anyone else at any body shape, size, age, anything. I have absolutely set those goals of, I want to fit in this size, or I want to wear a mini skirt and look like this in it, or I want to wear these high heels and not get really sore joints afterwards. Because none of those things have anything to do with my value as a person, as a woman, as a health and fitness person. They're just steps in the journey to living a really healthy, sustainable life. It drives me insane when I see other women, and it happens to me all the time too, where a woman or a man will say something like, I really want to lose 20 pounds 
and someone will jump in and say, you're already beautiful. You don't need that. I understand where that kind of statement comes from, but it's like, it's almost like this reverse shaming that happens when someone says they want to lose weight. Cheer on your friends. Just cheer them on. And, and even saying something like, I, I, I will cheer you on or I've got you either way, like something like that. Because I get why people say you're, 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 you're just as good as or you're just as beautiful because of course the person is. That's, that's, that goes without saying. Your worth is not tied with how big your body is. It's just not. I hate, I hate that society has made it so. And, and it freaks me out having a 14-year-old stepdaughter who's being inundated by this idea. Your worth is not tied to your weight. I should put that on a t-shirt and wear it everywhere because we need way less of that and way more supporting people that are doing hard things because living a healthier lifestyle and getting to that place where you've changed all of these habits and you've stopped that yo-yoing madness is hard and we could use all of the support and love and encouragement that we can get without any of those discouraging or dismissive comments. Growing up for me, I had family members who to this day associate being thin with being more successful, with being more attractive, with being better. And it was, gosh, I, I get tears in my eyes even thinking about younger me because I was so convinced that it was true. And I would try so hard to lose this extra weight because I was like, you know, I was the chubby kid for a lot of my, my childhood. And, you know, this, this, um, these, these members of my family. And then later in life, I had, um, uh, an ex's mother who, who very much equated, um, weight with beauty and worth. And I had to come to a place in my life where I wanted to do it for me and where I loved me then enough to want to do these things. It had to come from a place of like love and, and hope and, and all of these things. And it couldn't come from a place of shame or feeling like I needed to do this to be worthy of anything. So if you guys have anyone in your life that is making you feel that way, I could say for, 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 with family, it can be hard. And I know that the people that in my family who felt this way, they actually love me and they had good intentions. They just, I wish that at this point I could like, you know, rewire them <laughs> a little bit because they're very set in their ways. Um, but the friends that act like that, they should know better. And you don't need people like that in your life. I'm just saying you are gorgeous. You are amazing. You are incredible at whatever size you are. And I've, I'm pushing this, this idea of it's okay to say you want to lose weight so hard just because I've seen so, so much backlash to women saying it lately. And I know that it's like a pendulum swing. Like we had this, like we, we've had this amazing body positivity movement going on that I'm, I'm so thrilled with, but with it came this, this sense of like, you should be happy with what you are. You should be, you should be content with what you have because you're awesome. You are awesome, but you're allowed to want to make changes to your body in any way, shape or form you decide or to your diet or to your career or to your relationship. You get to decide what you do. Nobody else. 
So one of the first things that I ask new clients to do is to make me a list of goals that they have. And then I will take that list and one by one, I will go through it and ask them why for each one. And when they answer that why, I ask why again, sometimes four or five times to really get to the heart of why they're doing this thing. When they get to that why, that that so important reason that they're doing something, it gives them that momentum to actually accomplish it. For myself, when I decided to launch my business, why did I want to launch my business? I really wanted to be in charge of my own time and I wanted to have a job that was to serve people and help them with their health and fitness. But why did I want that? Why did I want that? Because I felt like I was destined for more in this life than to sit in a cubicle. I felt like if I could get out there, I could reach so many more people and that my true worth was, was not in, you know, helping people with their, um, it questions, but in fact, it was in helping them get stronger and more empowered in their, Oh, now we're getting somewhere, <laughs> but why? Because I felt a calling to do it, even though it felt like the market was saturated. It felt like there's a place for me here. I can make a difference. And there was my why. I felt like I could make a difference. That why gets me up every morning. That why has me recording this podcast. That why had me creating a nutrition course earlier, earlier this year. When you have your why, you can fucking make magic happen. So let's do an exercise to make that magic happen for you. Take a piece of paper and a pen, write down your goals. And because we're talking about diet in this episode, they can be related to uh, diet, exercise. They could even be related to business, but write down what your goals are and then take each one and ask why. It's even better if you have a friend or a family member that can just keep digging at you and asking why, because eventually you're going to come to that real reason. A lot of times when I talk to women and I say, well, why do you want to lose weight? And it'll be like, well, I'd really like to do this 5k later at the end of the month. And right now I can't keep up, but why? Well, because like I, you know, I'd like to spend more time with my friends and family and I get really tired all the time, but why? It's because I really want to be able to show up for these events and not miss out anymore because of my body. And it's like, that's it right there. It's because they don't want to miss out on any time with their kids. That's a very different reason to do something than I just want to lose weight. So take the time to write down that list and really dig into that why, because once you have it, it'll give you motivation on those days where you wake up in the morning and you just don't have it. Cause let me tell you something. It's not there every day. So much of the time, successful people do things based on what their goals are and what their outcome is going to be and not based on when their feelings are in that moment. Your goal, your goal is not to lose weight. I want you to just like let that sink in for a second because I know that there's people listening and they're like, no, that's my goal when I want to lose weight. And I get it because that can be part of it. But that's not your actual goal. Your actual goal is you want to live in a smaller, stronger, healthier body. There's a very important word I just said in that statement. You want to live in a healthier body. You don't want to just do, losing weight is a step in that. Does that make sense? So your goal isn't something that's just like, oh, I achieved this thing, hurrah, trophy. This is why diets don't work. Because the diet is a solution to a goal that you actually don't have. Your ultimate goal is to live a certain way. 
not to drop pounds. Dropping pounds, again, is a step in the process to getting to where you want to go. But that place is not a destination. It is a lifestyle. And the reason you picked whatever diet you're doing, I am betting, is because if I do this thing, I will lose weight. But you're not thinking past that. And yes, before I get some like hate mail saying like, I eat this way because of medical reasons or so, there are of course other reasons people change their diet. But the one I hear the most is I want to go on a diet because I want to lose weight. It's by far the top reason I hear. So again, going back to when I was little and I was on that diet with that cantaloupe and toast and I kept thinking like, I can't wait until I can just eat my damn cereal again. If that's how you're looking at the diet you're in now, you're going to gain all the weight back. It's going to bounce back. So instead, you have to ask yourself when you're looking at one of these nutrition plans, can I eat this way for the rest of my life and be content and happy? Can I actually do this long term? And, and a lot of times we don't know. I thought I could do keto forever. But within a, you know a few weeks, I knew I was already like, gosh, I miss pasta. Oh, I could kill for a slice of bread. And feeling... When you start having feelings of deprivation, it's small. It, it starts off really small, but eventually you start to resent the way you're eating. And then you'll have what I, I hate the phrase cheat day because the way I think of food now is that there is, there's nothing off limits, but you'll have one of those days and that day will turn into a weekend and that weekend will turn into a week and then weeks and then you're back where you started or worse off. So when you're starting one of these things, you really need to not think, well, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to do this thing. You have to think, well, I really want to be healthy. So what can I do to change this? And for myself, I had to admit something really hard, and that was that I emotionally eat. I felt like because I was, you know, I was working out all the time and I, you know, followed these food plans pretty loyally and I would make the lists of the meals I was going to make and I was following everything pretty much to a T, but... I would still have moments where if I was stressed out, upset, any like great emotion, I would go in and I would eat something and I would justify it saying, well, like most of the time I don't do that, but it was keeping me in this like weird plateau place where I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be ultimately and maintaining it. So when this emotional eating course crossed my path, I kind of, you know, I scoffed at it. I was like, I don't need that. No. And one of the gals who had gone through it already as one of the test people said, when you should really check this thing out. And I, I, I shoved aside my pride and I, I signed up and I started watching all of the course materials and it wasn't anything I hadn't heard before. And I, I remember thinking at the very beginning, can it be really be this simple? Can it be this simple to do that, to, to lose weight and then to live this way? And it was. Like I, I could eat this way for the rest of my life and nothing is off limits, but there are certain like steps and criteria in my, in my day to day that weren't there before. Like I knew I had to drink a lot of water. I knew that I, I shouldn't have a ton of like processed uh, crap or, or a lot of carbs at night. I knew these things, but I wasn't really doing them. So I encourage you find when you're looking for a different nu nutrition plan or a different um, diet. Think about it long term because you can do anything for a month, but it's after that is the important part. After that is when it really gets important.
And don't overcomplicate things. I eat pretty much the same breakfast every single day. I found things that I really enjoy and so I have them. I don't overdo them, but I have them consistently. And that helps keep me on track all of the time. Do this with friends, with family, with a support system. For me, I when I started this emotional eating course, I invited a whole bunch of people and said, hey, do you wanna do this with me? And we had a, a private community. And it's just having that support day to day helps you do it after you've you know been doing this a month. And again, keep it simple. Like the, the way I eat now is so, it's there's no counting calories, there's no measuring things. It's just guidance that I have in my head now before I eat something. And I can't see this quote unquote diet failing me because I just feel like I'm living a really healthy life now. And if you need help with your nutrition and your diet and a community, my inbox is always open to you. I run a nutritional eating boot camp every month called the Mindset Movement, and I stand behind the course 100%. I see it as a lifestyle and not just this flash in the pan diet that we're all doing. All of us have like lost weight and can, and kept it off and then continued going. It's not just this thing that we did for a month. We've we're, we've all been in it for months now. So, and if you have something in mind and you just need some support, again, reach out to me. I, I, I will be your biggest cheerleader, but find that thing that you can do long-term because until then your diet is going to suck. I'm so excited that you joined me for my first episode, The Spark Effect. Again, I'm Wendy Durrell. I'm going to close today's episode with a song. When I had my first podcast many, many years ago, I would always close the episodes with a song. I actually had, I think I had an intermission song as well. There was a lot of music involved, but I thought it would be fun to reach out to one of the original artists of our podcast and see if I could have permission to use their music again. And I'm actually still waiting on that permission, so it'll be funny if I have to re-record this entire section. And by funny, I mean slightly annoying. <laughs> but I've known this guy for, wow, a very long time, since before I lived in New York City. The name of the band is The Berkeley Catastrophe. The name of the song is Everybody's Asking. Just like, we know that it's just like, was everybody asking?